you gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood brain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next when they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. What's up, y'all? This is Emilio the Poet. Yo, what's good? This is Manny Digital. Welcome to another episode of Dribble and Die. Yeah. All right, y'all. Yo, by the time our guest, this Brooklyn kid, graduated high school, he won two city championships. Mm. And those city championships, one of them, I think his first one, if I'm not mistaken, was against Rice High School, which we, we've documented several players from on, on this podcast. Um... He was ranked at one point within the top 20 national point guards in the country. He snatched up an MVP at Madison Square Garden. He got over 15 Division I offers to hoop. In the parks, he goes by the nickname Nick at Night. And I want to say he's had about a 20-some-odd-year career playing streetball in and around the New York City area. He happens to share a birthday with yours truly, by the way. We're both May 6th guys. Shout wow. out to us. With us today is St. Peter's University Hall of Famer, Nick Leon. So what's goody, Nicholas? What's up, guys? How you doing? Thank you for having me on the show, on the podcast. I appreciate the opportunity. All right, man. Well, well accomplished, man. Congratulations for all those accolades, man. Well accomplished. Thank you, man. Thank, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I, I mean, I worked hard for it, so you sure. know, it's, it's definitely well deserved. But but thank you for that, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, so so I want to start real fast. Um, like I had mentioned to you off air, and kind of what clicked for me to like reach out to you eventually, right? Was um, I had read a little bit about you in Slam Magazine. It was a, a dope article about you back in last summer. Like I think you mentioned, um, right? And then I happened to see you playing up up by me in Havistro, New York, right? For uh, I, I get I forget the name of the league, but it's like a Dominican <laughs> basketball league. Bunch of real right, right. real good dudes playing up there. And um and I saw you on the court and I'm like, yo, this dude looked mad familiar. And then all of a sudden I'm like, yo, I, I need to holler at this dude. So I think that was for sure. in in the spring before covid hit yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah 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 for sure right oh, yeah it was actually yeah it was actually the fall uh the winter into the, the spring that's what it was so yeah it, yeah that's what it was it was the winter into the spring um which is actually coming up again yeah. um i think in october or november so so yeah so we're looking to get right back to it right but but um as i, I was as i was kind of analyzing and just doing a little bit of research on you man like um you got a really interesting story uh and for those that haven't checked it out, I mean, just go to slam.com and Google Nick Leon. It'll pop up. Um, it's, it's really worth the read. Uh, but I, I kind of want to talk about a, a moment that. in that in that journey of yours where you jumped on the train, headed from Brooklyn to Queensbridge. And, you know, I guess your worst nightmare came reality. <laughs> right? Yeah, you, man. Tell us about it. Oh man, so it's it's like you know nowadays, um, you know a lot of you know for me as a kid, my, my era growing up as kids, um, and I'm sure it happens today, but you know as you grow up and you play in a sport, you know you kind of want to venture out, you know you don't want to you don't want to constantly just play in your neighborhood, you know you kind of want to see different com uh, competition, and um, for me, it was just like, man, I, I gotta, I gotta play in different areas, different boroughs, different, you know, different cities. I'm from Brooklyn, so it's like, you know, Brooklyn is where it all started for me, uh, especially, you know, coming from Coney Island. Um, that's all we do, you know what I mean? Especially in the summer, that's all we do, all day, every day. We play ball. Uh, we have a lot of basketball courts, you know, almost on every, on every street. Um, so 
just about. And, uh, you know, just playing, you know, against competition in my neighborhood, in Coney Island, you know, it got to a point where it was like I wanted to venture out. And it was like, I, 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 for me, starting in Coney Island, um, I was playing for, you know, one of, one, uh, one of the coaches that was like an A, you know, that did AU programs and stuff uh, that was linked to my high school coach. But yeah. at the time, um, you know, I was just playing for fun. And, um, you know, as I, I was as I was getting better and better, um, I wanted to venture out, like I said. And uh, one of the coaches seen me play at the time. It was uh, Stephon Marbury's tournament in, in Coney Island. And uh, one of the coaches seen me play. And, you know, they came, they, you know, they came up to me and they came up to my coach, um, Dan, who, you know, who recently passed away. Let him rest in peace. Uh, he was mm-hmm. also my high school coach. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he came up to him and he was like, yo, man, I like your player. Uh, you know, I want him to come play with me in, you know, this one-day tournament. And um, and so I w- he, asked, he, he asked me, and I was like, yeah, man, like, I'm, you know, more than willing to go. And, um, you know, he told me where it was. He asked me, he was like, yo, you want to go play in this Queensbridge tournament? And I was like, yeah, right away. I was like, yeah, like, I didn't know what, you know, I didn't know anything about Queensbridge at the time. Right. And, um, I, you know, I was just excited just to get the opportunity to play somewhere else, play in a different neighborhood. Um, just to show off my talent, play against different competition. And uh, I'm just like, I get on the train and I'm going, I'm on my way and I'm excited. And then I'm like, I got to transfer trains and I'm I'm over here, you know, real young kid. And um, by myself on the train, don't know where I'm going. Not not even noticing I'm going into another, you know, bad neighborhood. <laughs> so, so to say, and... Um, I'm, I'm on a train, I'm, you know, and the journey was just like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm looking, you know, you know, you know, you know how they, sometimes they do a documentary and they show like the kid, young kid on the train by himself, you know, looking at every stop, not knowing where he's going. And, you know, and I, that was me. And, uh, you know, I was excited. I was a little nervous because, you know, I'm traveling by myself. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And uh, I get off the train and like I'm looking around as soon as I get out the train. I forgot what it was. It was the, if it was one of the trains, it was, I went from the D to the F or the Q. I believe it's the F or the Q that goes there. And um, I get out the train and, um, you know, I'm, I'm following the GPS at the time and um, I'm walking and I'm noticing I'm walking towards another, you know, another project to say, and I'm like, hold up. Is, am I going there? Like, is this the right place? Right. I don't know if I'm going to the right place, whatever. So I'm, I, you know, I continue going. I'm just like, you know, if it is here, then I got, I got to get right to work. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't be nervous. I can't be scared. You know, that's not gonna do anything for me. Right. And, mm. so, yeah. So I get there and I'm just like, oh man, it's dead in the Nate. Like, it's dead in the projects. And I'm just like, oh man. So it's like right then and there, you know, the, my mentality. I had to basically tell myself, right to work, you know, we here to we here to go to work. We're here to show everybody, you know, who you are, where you come from, and um, and, you know, and show show them my game. And uh so the park was packed. It was packed. It was like, you know, it, it was like back in the day stuff on Marbury tournament. Everybody coming from, you know, different teams from different neighborhoods. The park is packed, the music is going, the barbecues is going. And um and I was just ready to rock, man. You know, I was just just do what I do, you know, do what I normally do. So I stepped on the court and um, I, I remember, you know, I started making a few shots and then I was long three point shots and everyone was just like, yo, you know, then, you know, the trash talking started. And I, for me, it was like, as a, as a young kid, I was, I was always nervous because, you know, when you, when you go to different neighborhoods, that's a different experience and you can't right away. I wasn't one of those kids that was, you know, I, I wasn't one of those kids that talked trash. I had to get uh, affiliated first. Right. And so once I got affiliated with the crowd and, you know, let them know, like, I'm here, you know, I'm here to hoop. Like, I go hoop. Right. You know, and once I started getting my points in and everyone started noticing me and I was just like, that's when, like, you know, you start giving the nod, like, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm here. And then after that, you know, it just started, you know, little by little, like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you know, you do throw the signs up. Right. Breathe, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you know, it started going, and and then it started getting a little crazy. And then I, that's when I was just like, "Yo, I gotta, I gotta tone it down a little bit." <laughs> and <laughs> so then my coach came to me. He was like, "Yo, just play your game and don't get into the crowd." You know what I mean? So, and my 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 dad always taught me, you know, um, don't get too much into the crowd because sometimes you know people that don't play the game, 
they take it to another level. And we don't want to take mm-hmm. it outside of basketball, outside of the lines. Right. We want to keep it inside the lines. And so that always stood in the back of my head. And so, you know, like I said, I kept it, you know, I kept it cordial as so to say and professional to the point where got my bucket. Yeah, you see me and then kept running down the right, court. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just, you know, I kept it like that. And you know, my, I let my game speak for itself. And um, you know, and that was when the journey began when, you know, I I I I endured I endured that moment of competitiveness that you know, I go to a different neighborhood where nobody knows me. And, um, you know, I put on for, not only for myself, but for my neighborhood from where I'm from. And um, that was when, just, like I said, that, that was when the journey began, man. And from that point on, I just wanted to play over there, over there, the Manhattan, Queens, uh, other side of Brooklyn, um, Bronx. I wanted to play everywhere after that. Gauchos, that was when everything started opening up for me. And uh, so, like I you know, once I did my thing there... You know, that coach spoke to that coach, then that coach spoke to that coach, and then that's when now the journey begun, like I said. Mm. And it was just an exciting moment for me because I got to I got to play against different competition, you know, different kids that were really good, you know, that were also from, you know, a neighborhood that that, you know, a similar neighborhood like I was from, you know, the projects. Even though I'm not from the projects, but I grew up in, you know, I grew right. up around the projects and um, you know, playing against different kids that were from the projects and uh it just bring, it brings the dog mentality out of you, and um, I, I, I like I said, I, that's when the journey began. Um, I have a question for you. So my thing is, you were a young man at the time, very young, right? You right. spoke about going to the projects. Initially, you were feeling nervous, right? My right. question is, were you already as a young man already tough with grit? Because I imagine you not coming from the projects, although growing up in the in the hood or what have you. It, right. It, it, it could have been something daunting. It could have been like, damn, it's not like, yo, you know, a little yeah. scary. I mean, naturally, <laughs> I think any kid, not just yourself, any kid. So were um, you already with the grit, like, yo, I'm I'm a baller, so it don't matter where I'm playing. I can play on a hill or a rock or whatever. Right, right. Um for me, for me, um, I think I already had that 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 griminess, that that uh that devotion to basically play wherever because in, in Coney Island, like you, we, like I said, we have courts on every every street or every other street, and it's like you're, I'm playing in the projects. You know what I mean? So right. I lived outside of the projects, but I was still in the neighborhood. Yeah. I just didn't live outside the project. You know what I mean? Gosh. So playing in the different projects in in Coney Island, it brought that it brought that toughness out of me already. So it, mm. it was already like this is just a different a different neighborhood. So there's no Gosh. difference. You know what I mean? There's no difference. So for me, it was always just be putting in the back of my head, just ball out. That's it. Simple as that. Just ball out. It's all about basketball. It's nothing else. You don't come here. You don't go to different neighborhoods. You don't go to different territories to fight. You don't go to right. different territories to disrespect nobody. You know what I mean? You just do what you do on the court and let your game speak for yourself. And uh, I also have to credit, you know, even though my dad, me and my dad had a, you know, we didn't have a really good relationship growing up. I do give credit to him because he always instilled that 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 dog mentality in, in me. That 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 to like you got to have heart. Like besides just you got to have heart because if you you can have all the skill in the world, but if you don't have heart, yeah. your skill ain't gonna show up. Your right. skill ain't gonna show up. Right? You know what I mean? Like it's all about having heart. And um and so from from growing up, um playing a, a whole bunch of different sports. You know, my dad was always on top of me. You know what I mean? And and, and being harsh, that harsh parent, like I don't want to hear it. Get on there, and get do your job. You know what I mean? Mm. So with, mm. with 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 that with that part, and with you know playing in the neighborhood and playing in the projects in my neighborhood in Coney Island, and then once I ventured out, it was like it was like a breeze. It, not a breeze. I wouldn't want to say a breeze. It was just like another day on the court, another right. day, you know, another day, another basket, so to say. So. And, and that's the mentality I went inside, you know, and, and all kids are going to go with a little, you know, with a little nerves. You know what I'm saying? We all sure. get nervous, you know, when we step on the court playing against new competition, right. when we're playing against territory. We're all going to be nervous. We're all going to have those butterflies. And, you know, you just don't want to focus on the butterflies and that nervousness. You want to focus on that mentality of telling yourself, let's ball out. Like, do mm. what you do. And that's what you got. That's what you got to, you know, to, for the kids that's growing up now. You know, that's what they got to do. They got to focus on balling out and not worrying about the outside noise, the 
outside of the lines. They got to worry about inside the lines and just handle your business when you get inside those lines. Yep. Uh, w- one thing to note that we didn't touch on, um, you scored like, what was it, like 30 points that game in Queensbridge? Yeah, yeah, I had, I had, I had like, a, I had like an easy 30. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I believe I was MVP of the game. We won the game. And, um, you know, the whole crowd after the game, you know, they was running, you know, guys were running up to me, kids were up to me, like, yo, kid, you nice, you know what I mean? You got game and stuff like that. So, you know, when, when you do that as well, you know, and, and you get that result, it also builds your confidence, you know what I mean? Moving forward, builds your confidence, and you you got to take that and, and use that to, to move on to the next journey or the next stop. You know what I mean? You know, right. especially you know growing you know growing up into the AAU program because that's what it is with AAU. When you go into AAU, you playing in different states, different. Um, you're not playing in different neighborhoods. I mean, technically you are, right? But you're playing in you know, inside indoors, so you're playing in you know different colleges. And um, you're playing different states and stuff, and you're playing against different competition. But you look, you got to look at it like you're playing in a different neighborhood in the projects. And if you could play in the projects, you could play at, you know, growing up, I played in, uh, you know, North Carolina College. You know, you play at, um, you played at um, um, Carolina, you know, uh, uh, UCLA College, you know, when you travel to AAU, these different type of colleges. There's a big difference between playing in college and playing in the projects. Facts. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's a different mentality that you have. And, and I use that mentality like I played in the projects. I come from playing in the projects. Th- this ain't going to be any harder. You know what I mean? Like right. it ain't going to be any harder. You know, the competition might be different, but it ain't, you know, men- mentally it's not harder. You know, what I mean? It's not harder. You got to go out there and, and show your game. And that's what it's about. Yo, I, I just want to make a small comment before we continue. When the ball stops bouncing for you, you might want to look at the motivational speaker because let me tell you okay. something. I'm, I'm hyped. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm yeah. hyped. You got I'm ready okay. to go right now. Nah, nah, you, you was funny. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get this one on one. Yeah, I was gonna say like your energy is met. Like you got great yo, energy. I, I love it. it. So you, I believe, yo, I, you could you could sell fucking water to a well right now. I, I believe <laughs> everything. Right. That's my next goal, you know, to that point, that's my next goal, man, in, in my life. That's my next goal, you know. I would love to be a public speaker, you know, especially in high schools. Um, I, I started doing it, uh, and I started with my college, my, my own college. Yep. Mm-hmm. And reaching out to a lot of the athletes, you know, I went up there for a day, and I, I spoke for a whole day, and, you know, I had a few kids, you know, and, and my goal before I say, you know, before I say the kids that came up to me um, towards the end, but my goal is always, it's not about, how many numbers I'm going to get. You know what I mean? It's, it's just about touching that one kid. And if I could touch that one kid out of 300, or if I could, if I could touch that one kid out of 10, 10 kids, if I could touch that one kid out of 1,000 kids, that's all that matters to me, man. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I know there's, there's that one kid that's going, that's going through what I went through, or maybe even mm-hmm. worse. Or even if it's less, they still going through what I, you know, what I, going, what I, what I went through as a kid. Yep. Yeah, no, that's facts. Um, and that's you, you, end of the day, you know, goal is that's my goal at the end of the day, like you know, to finish my sentence. But yeah. I had, but, but but to finish off what I was gonna say was I had I had like two kids, three kids that came up to me towards the end of my you know end of my speaking, end of my my, my seminar, and uh, you know one it was one girl she came up to me crying and, and she was like you know thank you so much you know you don't know how much it helped me you know I you sharing your story. And, um, you know, sharing your journey with me, you know, it, mot- it motivates me. And that's exactly, you know, that's exactly where I want to be. You know, hopefully one day I can win a championship and I, I could, you know, I could, uh, you know, I can, I can succeed and become a Hall of Famer like you. And I'm just, you know, and, I, and, and it kind of touched my heart because, you know, that's my goal, man. Besides, you know, off the court, that's my goal to, you know, to reach out to kids, you know, especially minority kids that don't have that, you know, all the opportunities that, you know, that I had, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you know, if they work their hardest and they, you know, they meet with the right people and they venture out, you know, like I did as a kid and go to different neighborhoods, you never know who you can meet, you know, to get that opportunity to play for someone else and to go to, you know, go to college and and, and, and earn a, a, scholarship, a Division One scholarship. And it doesn't have to be a Division One scholarship, you know what I mean? There's many more scholarships out there at Division Two, II, Division Three, uh, JUCO, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just the opportunity to play in different areas, different neighborhoods, you get to venture out, you get to travel, you get the experience. And at the end of the day, you get to help your family pay for, 
you to go, you know, you to go to college and that, you know, that's what you want to do to further your education. That's, that's really important. Um, Talking a little bit about people that have been a part of your life and kind of helped you through the process. Cause you, I know in, in things I read and just what you just talked about, like networking is really important, right? Um, yeah, network huge. And, and like Tiny Morton, it, I think it's cool the way you got introduced to him and that, like, tell us a little bit about how that interaction happened and ultimately how you ended up at, at Lincoln High School. So, so Tiny, actually, he knew my father. And how? My father, Just yeah, from, my, the, from the area? Like, like I said, huh? From the area or like they were boys? Yeah, yeah from, from Coney Island, because like I said, I grew up in Coney Island and um, we, I lived in Coney Island as a kid. Um, as a kid, and uh, but but like I said, I didn't live in the projects. I lived outside the projects. Yeah. Uh, and uh, my dad, uh, back in the day, I think back in the '80s, um, my dad was a professional boxer, and um, he, Tiny, you know, was doing the AAU. And um, Tiny and my father, you know, they knew each other from the neighborhood. They knew of each other. They didn't know, you know, not they didn't know each other too much personally, but they knew of each other um, from Coney Island, and um, they actually met. In Syracuse, my dad was uh, in the Olympics. He was in the he was fighting in the Olympics in Syracuse, and then Tiny was playing basketball at the AU program in, in Syracuse. Oh, and they see each other in in Syracuse, and uh, you know, and the relationship, you know, it, it, it just you know, if you know, it kept going on and uh, growing up, and um, you know, as I got older, um, I, my my father put me into sports. And um, I started playing basketball. I fell in love. You know, baseball was my first sport. Well, boxing was my first sport, you know, because my father was trying to, you know, make me follow his steps. And then um, then I got introduced to, you know, baseball. And then baseball was my, you know, my actual first love. And then, um, and then you know, I, I was really good at baseball. My dad, you know, thought I was going to go to the league playing baseball. But then I deterred that and I went to play basketball. And I fell, in, I fell super in love with basketball. And um, I started playing um, I started playing actually in seventh grade in junior high school. That's when I really started playing. I took it serious. Um, and uh, I, what, what it was is um, I played in a student faculty game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to go a little off, nah, off topic. It's you, baby. Don't worry about it. But, uh, but uh, it's, I started playing student faculty game and uh, he started coming to me and he started, you know, all the teachers was noticing me play outside in the schoolyard, you know, for lunch break and stuff like that. And they started, you know, in teacher parent conference night, they started telling him, you know, your son's a really good basketball player. I've been seeing him play against the kids and he can really play. And so, uh, you know, because of me, I don't want to take all the credit, but because of me, they they started the student, the student uh, teacher faculty game. Because okay. I kept I kept telling them like, oh man, we should you know we should play. You guys, you should you know create a league. And they you know I start, I was telling all my teachers and stuff, and they was like they was like all right, you know they 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 started was like you know, we got some teachers, some young teachers that you know could play against you. So so they ended up creating a student uh, student teacher faculty game. And uh, my dad he um you know he started coming to me like you know coming up to this faculty game. I know you're looking up, you know you're looking forward to it, but. Uh, you know, I'm sorry to say, if your grades ain't good, I'm not going to let you play. Mm. So, long story short, um, my grade, you know, I, my he let me play. My grades wasn't where so it should have been, but he let me play. He gave me the opportunity to play because he knew, you know, he knew the school did it because of me. And so I ended up killing the student faculty <laughs> game. So, so, yeah, so I was killing with that. And now, you know, what happened was now... He was like, all right, you know, he 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 was like, he heard about it, and um, he was like, all right, you know, I I, I could tell you you want to take it seriously, and I'm like, yeah, you know, and then uh, he started putting me, like I said, I was playing in the Stephon Marbury tournaments, and now from that point on, that's when Tiny seen me, uh. Tiny seen playing at Stephon Marbury tournaments, and you know, he started telling my dad like, yo, your son is really good, you know what I mean? Like, I want him, you know, I want him to play for AAU, whatever. Like, he wasn't really doing the recruiting. He wasn't really recruiting me because him and my father, they already had a, you know, a, personal a, relationship. a relationship, right? So it, it was just more so like, you know, uh, you know, a personal relationship with like, yo, your son is really good. You know, eventually when he gets to high school, you know, maybe you could think of, you know, sending him to my high school. Mm. Like I said, I lived in a neighborhood, so it wasn't like I lived outside the neighborhood. So it was like he was recruiting. He wasn't recruiting me. Right. It wasn't. 
it was just like a personal relationship. He saw me play and then he ended up coaching me one time. And then he was just like, yo, man, like, like I said, it was the seventh grade. And he was just like, yo, man, if you ever, you know, want to play basketball, you know, you could come to my school, come to high school, get your father to tell you to come to high school, whatever. And, you know, I got a really good high school program. At the time, I didn't really know. You know, I didn't really know about it. I just wanted to play basketball. And, and you know, like I said, when when one coach told another coach and it, it took me to play from my neighborhood, another neighborhood to somewhere else, I was all for it because I, I just wanted to play everywhere mm-hmm. um, just, just to get out there. And um, so that's how I met. That's how I met Tiny, you know, and Stephon Marbury tournament. I ended up playing for Dan, you know, let him rest in peace once again. Um, I ended up playing for Dan, who was affiliated with him, who always coached with him. And um, from that point on, that's how I knew of me. And then I kept playing with Dan and Dan and, you know, I'm playing different tournaments. Then he started bringing me, Dan started bringing me to Dean Street in downtown Brooklyn. Dean Street, they had another tournament there. Then I had another tournament in Queens. And I, and that's when I started playing everywhere. And I started playing against different competition all over New York City. And then that's when, like, you know, the game went from, you know, just a local kid. And then now he started, they started seeing me playing against different competitions. Like, oh, this kid can really play. Mm. And so I ended up asking my father to really go to, to Lincoln High School. And, uh, you know, at first he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't going for it because, you know, he started noticing, you know, a lot of the kids from my neighborhood was going to go. And he was like, you know, he was scared that I was going to fall off with grades. And, you know, I wasn't going to focus on, on my grades. I was going to focus on basketball only. And, um, you know, I begged him and begged him. And then, you know, he gave me the opportunity and then the rest is history. Mm. Yeah, you know, going into um, Lincoln, I was going to j- jump into that because I think it's incredible the fact that you won two city championships, man. Um, tell me about you going into high school because I, I already know you had that grit and determination. Right. But as far as, it's one thing to have that grit and determination. It's one thing to, to let your confidence and your talent be kind of equal, if you will. Right. Tell me about like your, did you feel like, yo, I'm, a, yo, I'm in here now. We're going to win. Or was so, it like, yo, I got to see how the stars align kind of thing? So it's a good, that's a good question. So it's crazy because my first year, I didn't play, I didn't play varsity my first year. My first right. year of high school, I didn't play varsity. So, and, uh, <laughs> and, and Tiny was kind of upset at me because, uh, because he, because, you know, it was the whole conversation with my father. Yo, you know, your son, you know, I want him to come to high school, come play. You know, I could really use him on my team, blah, blah, blah. You know, they had, you know, they was talking, they was always talking in the summers and stuff in the tournaments. And, um, and, uh, so my first year I was, so, so I, I had the mentality that I was, I felt that I was so good. I could make varsity, but the reason why I didn't want to go to varsity is because I said, if I go to varsity, I looked at the varsity team. Right. And I said to myself, I don't know how, but I guess I already had the basketball IQ mm. because I looked at the varsity team and I said, I looked, I looked at the players one through 15 or, or, or should I say one through 14 because I would have been the, you know, the 15th player on the team. And I said, where am I going to play? Mm. This is Bashy's team. He's going to play all the time. Where am I going to play? And then they had this one point guard. He was about my height. They had this one point guard, and he was, like, at the very end of the bench. And I said, if he's not playing, I'm better than him. But if he's not playing, and he's already – he was already, like, a sophomore or junior. So I was like, if he's not playing, and he's, a, he's older than me, when, when am I going to play? <laughs> I'm, not go- I'm not going to a team to sit the bench. I'm right. not doing – I right. want to play basketball. That's what I'm – I want to play basketball. I don't want to go play – and sit on a bench and be there and be like, and just get gear. We got basketball gear. Right. I'm not one of those type of players. <laughs> I want to play basketball. I want to, like, you know, I guess I had that mentality, like, no, I want to go play. I want to show everybody I belong on the court with whoever's on the court. It doesn't matter who's on the court. And so, so I ended up not playing. I ended up playing JV, and uh, we went undefeated the entire season. <laughs> 17, it was like, it was wow. like 17. Yeah, it was like 17, 18, or 17 or 18 games. We went like 17, 18 and 0. And then wow. I, I was I was playing, you know, not to sound, you know, not to sound too arrogant, but I was killing it so bad that the varsity team was coming to watch us play. Oh and wow. they were 
sitting down and Tiny was Tiny and the varsity team was coming to watch because it was me and then another player who I won a championship with, who I ended up winning a championship with. Um, my junior, my senior year with, I ended up winning with him. And um, it was me and him who was like the main, the main two guys on the JV. And um, they ended up coming to watch us play. Like, you know, when they, when they heard, when they had time and like when they had, didn't have games, they ended up coming to watch us play. And I was hitting like six, seven, eight threes back to back. And then they was like, you know, they was getting hyped. And then, and then, you know, they was upset that I wasn't on the team. They was like, yo, man, you belong on varsity. Right. And I was like, no, I was listening to them, but I wasn't letting it get to my head. You know, I was just, you know, taking it one, one, one opportunity at, at, at a time. And, um, and so for me, I guess, you know, I, I, I just, I, I, I always, I was that kid that, like I said, that, that started from the bottom and was like, I'm gonna work my way up. And the way I'm gonna work my way up is mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a show my my game is gonna do it for itself. I'm not gonna beg, hey, can I join your team? No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to show you I can hoop and I belong playing with the best. And you know, that mentality, you know, at the same time of my father's mentality of being a fighter and never backing down, and you know, that mentality of having heart, you know, I took that with me and I always used that of motivation and saying to myself, man, listen, if, th- if he can play, I'm better than him. I could definitely play, you know? And so freshman year, I did that. And then, like I said, you know, the rest is history. I ended up, I ended up joining the varsity team my sophomore year. Um, you know, cause the kid, actually the kid, the, the kid that was, like I said, the 15 point guard, the 14 point guard on the bench, he ended up graduating. Mm. So my sophomore year, he ended up graduating. He was no longer with the team. So, um, so I ended up playing my sophomore year. And then that's when I started playing with Bashi and, um, and so my mentality was, I'm getting on the court. Like, I don't care if they got the best five in Brooklyn and New York, I'm getting on the court. And so what I did was, and I, I give credit to Tiny, what he did was he let me play my game. And my game was shoot the ball, shoot the rock. Because right. I, I was the best. Because when he seen me, that was the one thing he always told me. Like, yo, I've never seen nobody shoot like you. And like, shoot the ball. When you get the ball, shoot it. And so that was, you know, I was, I was that as I, I was that asset to the team where, you know, when, when we played, you know, in, in the PS, in the PSAL and I was playing with Bashy, it was like stand in the corner or stand on the wing. Bashy's going to find you and knock it down. When he passes it to you, I don't care if the guy is in your face, shoot the ball. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so, I ended up, you know, I ended up doing that. And every time I didn't do it, it was like he was subbing me out. So he ended up, so he ended up, he ended up, you know, let him, by him doing that, you know, he helped me gain more confidence than what I already had. And so, and so, you know, I did that. And then, uh, you know, we, I ended up, you know, being one of the, one of the three. Yeah. It was like, I was in the rotation. I was the top, you know, I was the, the eighth, you know, the eighth guy. It was eight of us that was in the, the rotation and, and I was one of them. Mm. And um, and, and, and I brought that to the team. And then, you know, after Bashi graduated my sophomore year, it was like now I had to transition from just catching and shooting to being a point guard. And so that mm. was the next challenge for me. And then, you know, I did that. And, you know, like I said, the rest is history. You uh, you played. Hold on. So. When did you guys win the championship? Junior, senior year? Was it back to back? Sophomore year with Bashy. Okay. Junior year, we went to the championship. Yep. I went to the championship as a starter. Um, I played the two because we we had a point. We had another point guard who, um, who's a really really close friend of mine, and he was from my my neighborhood, Coney Island, and um his his he was a he was a better. A, be- a better point guard because he was a past first point guard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was two first point guard. <laughs> so, so I ended up playing it too, but uh, ended up making it to the championship, and uh, we lost in the championship by six. And uh, he was a senior, I was a junior, and then my so- senior year, I ended up playing the point guard position and um, started point guard position for the entire year, and. Um, you know, sophomore year with Bashy, we was ranked in the country. Um, junior year, we wasn't ranked, um, but but we we ended up going like thirty and three still. Um, Shit. And then 
junior year, I mean, senior year, excuse me, senior year, we, senior year, we ended up being ranked again because that's when last freshman year was there. And then he was top, he was top, you know, top 50 or top 25 in the country as, at his position. And, um, or, or even just as a freshman. And uh, we ended up being ranked. Uh, we ended up being ranked. We was at, we was ranked high. And then we ended up uh, having a, a outside schedule. Um, they, you know, they call it an outside schedule, meaning we playing out, out of conference, right. playing out of conference games. Uh, we was traveling around the country. Uh, we ended up winning a lot of the games outside of the country. So then we, we, we was ranked like, we was ranked like top 50. And then we ended up being ranked top 25 by the middle of the season. Um, and then, you know, then, like I said, the rest is history. We ended up winning the championship. Um, I ended up getting an MVP as the starting point guard. And then, um, and then, yeah, I ended up getting a bunch of scholarships um, that I was very fortunate and very, you know, grateful for, um, for all the schools that gave me an, op- you know, that gave me an opportunity that was interested in me. And, um, and then the rest is history as well. <laughs> that's, that's pretty damn dope, man. Again, congratulations, man. I think, um, we've interviewed many two time, uh, city champions in here. So that's, we're in good company right now. Yeah. I want to, I want to jump in and talk more about the point guard position for you, because when you went to St. Peter's, um, I saw a quote that your uh, college coach, John Dune, am I saying his name correct? I'm done. Done. Sorry. Excuse me. John Dunn. He said that you went from being a shooter to transitioning to learn how to play a point guard. Right. And, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I love the game, right? And I, under, I can understand the game, especially just watching it, that that's not an easy transition. Talk oh, to me a no. little bit. So can you tell me a little bit about that transition for you going from just straight up hoisting the things to like actually facilitating and getting your team organized? So... So, <laughs> so before I even get there, because that's, okay. that's a huge challenge itself. Sure. But before I even get there, I was dealing with off-the-court challenges. Yes, yes, and, yes. And so the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I, I want to mention, you know, the challenges that, that were brought upon me, you know, the universe brought upon me, even though it was, a, it was according to my grades in high school. So... <laughs> up losing my scholarship my freshman year right. in college and it was because i needed a 2.575 i got a 2.574 oh so was, it was that close that close and i even <sighs> i i even wrote a letter to the ncaa this is how this is how cruel and how the ncaa is all about money yeah and and I'm glad that they you know, that a lot of, you know, NBA players are fighting for, and not only that, the, the college analysts and college coaches are fighting for the student, the, the college student athletes to get paid for, you know, for their popularity or, or whatever you want to call it. Yep. And um, anyway, so I ended up losing my scholarship and that was a challenge right there. And for me, for me, it was like, man, so I, I, I get this challenge and, Long story short, I'm not going to go into the whole entire story. Long story short, I ended up doing, you know, handling my business as far as, you know, my education. I ended up doing well in my classes. I ended up, you know, passing all my classes, getting a GPA 3.2 that I needed. I ended up getting like a 3.4 and I needed a 3.2. Um, that's how dedicated and that's how de- dedicated and motivated I was as a kid and, and then to a young adult. And it goes all the way back to, traveling to Queensbridge and, you know, ch- taking on that challenge of going to a different neighborhood, different projects in order to play, you know, the game I love today. And um, so dealing with those challenges, the next challenge came about. I ended up getting my scholarship back and um, which I was, you know, I was grateful for my, you know, for John Dunn to, you know, promise me that if I handle my business, I was able to get my scholarship back. And um, he kept his promise. I got my scholarship back, like I said. And then, uh, the next challenge begun was I had to transition from shooting from shooter to point guard, and um, <laughs> it was a difficult process. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> process because it, it it took me from so I'm a jump I'm a jump forward really quick. It took me from freshman year college averaging 15 points, 
15 points to about 2.5 assists, which is really hard to do yep. in the Division One college. 15 points, that's really hard to do. Yep. And um, now we go from, you know, and the, the so what I did was, this is what I did. My freshman year, he told me, he, he goes, I mean, my, my freshman year, I, um, um, basketball-wise, he came to me before the season started. He goes, man, like, I, it's between, you know, he sat me down one-on-one. He goes, it's between you and another player and another player, which was another point guard. But he was also a shoot-first point guard. Mm. So he said, listen to me. I said, coach, I'm starting no matter what you say. Like, whatever <laughs> I do, whatever I got to do, I'm going to do it. Like, whatever you need me to do, I'm going to do it. And so, when, like I said, with my dedication, I used it as motivation from him telling me he's thinking about that guy. Right. I said, not, it's not going to happen. You know why? Because my work ethic is going to outbeat anybody you put in front of me. And so on a daily consistent basis, he saw I was the first one in the gym, the last one out. I promise you, I'm not even exaggerating. And so when, once he saw that, and then once he saw like I was always on time, I was dependable. I was committed, and uh, you know it, that was the different. The the that was the difference between me and the next guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I say that because if if you guys are recording this and whatever young kid or whatever college freshman is listening, that's the difference. It's not only about your basketball skill. It's also what you do when the doors are closed, when no one's in the gym, and it's you by yourself. Because at the end of the day, at the college level, the coaches are looking. Mm-hmm. They know who's in the gym, who's putting in the work, and who's handling a business, who's committed, who's committed to the success of the team, not only themselves. And so I handle my business. And not only that, I told them, listen, I'm willing to sacrifice. Whatever you need me to sacrifice, I'm willing to sacrifice. If I got to sacrifice a couple of shots a game, I'll sacrifice a couple of shots a game. I don't like that idea, but I, <laughs> I got to do what I got to do in order to get that starting position to get me where I want to be. And that was my, you know, I set myself um, minor goals to get to my major goals. And, um, excuse me. Yep. And, um, and that's what I did, you know, freshman year. You know, I showed them that, you know, during practice, you know, I showed them that I was willing to sacrifice. I showed them. And this is what I told a young kid the other day. I told him, I said, there was two young kids. I played, I played outside. You know, I played outside. I went back to, you know, when I was a kid. I played back outside in the concrete. And I, I saw these two young kids who were like, they were two small point guards. And after we played, you know, the, the, the coach that, you know, set up the, the, play, the, the open run, he, want, he brought me there to speak to the young kids. And I told him, I said, you know, you two, right? You guys are the same size, right? You guys, you know, almost have the same game, right? I said... And I told him the difference between you two is the the one the, the difference between you two is that it's gonna be the person who is willing to sacrifice and put their pride to the side, not and, and show the coaches that they're they're willing to win not only for themselves but for the team and for the coach. Because when you do that, you when you do that, you show the coach that it's not all about you. It's not all about scoring thirty a game. And it's not all about showboating and, and, and focusing on the crowd. It's about putting the team as a whole to win, not only yourself. But not only that, your work ethic, like I just explained. Not only your work ethic, the sacrifice. The one person, whichever one, whichever one of you is going to sacrifice is the one who's going to win the position. Mm. And not only that, when you put your pride to your side, again, like I said, that's the person that's going to that's the person that's going to be the most successful. And I'm not saying don't have confidence in your game, but I'm also telling you, play your game. Do what you do best and do it to the best of your ability. And when you need to sacrifice and your coach is telling you, I need you to do this and I need you to do that, do it. Because when you do it and you become a good listener, it's not only going to better, better be better for you, it's going to be better for the team, the, su- the success of the team. Mm. And so... And that's what I did. And when I did that, I noticed right away, like, when, when, I, when I worked so hard and I, I noticed that the other kid wasn't doing it, I said, I'm going to win this position no matter what. <laughs> and so I ended, up, I ended up winning the position. 
and again, the the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> how did how did that affect your stats? So you were doing fifteen so, points, two and a half uh, assists. What did that end so, up happening? So then the next challenge came about where I was doing fifteen points, and then sophomore year came. I wasn't no longer worried about my position. Now it was about trans transitioning to a true point guard because mm. fifteen points. I'm getting up a lot of shots, right. you know? You feel me? So I'm getting up a lot of shots and I'm getting my buckets. And that's the mentality I had because I knew that's that was my mentality coming from high school. Shoot the ball. Like, just because I'm transitioning to the point guard position don't mean I don't shoot the ball because that's my best That's my best quality is shoot the ball. <laughs> so, so that's what I doing. So freshman year to sophomore year it, you know coach you know in division one level it's a different ball game you know they treat you as a pro it's a job it's no longer a game mm-hmm. you know what i mean it is a game but it's a job you go to school you do your classes all day and then you got to do your individual workouts you got to go study and then at the end of the day you got to practice and so during all during all those times he sat me down and he spoke to me and he was just like listen man you want your game to take it to the next level this is what you got to do and it's not about it's not about how many shots you take. It's about taking the right shots. Yep. And so he he kept giving me little little tips like that. So I ended up. So what I was doing was I was turning the ball over a lot. Not a lot. It, I I had a two I had a two to three ratio, a two two assists to a three a three turnover ratio, mm. which is terrible for a point guard. Yep. Um, but what he kept telling me was I kept watching film. It goes back to my work ethic. I kept watching film and the more, you know, in the division one level, you watch film automatically. That's what you do with the coaches. But the the work ethic I had, I was watching extra film. And not only I was watching extra film of myself, I was watching film in the NBA. And I was saying to myself, how is this guy making that play? How is it? And I was just putting things together in my head. You know, I was, I was raising the ball for my IQ and not only for my IQ, for my, my game. I wanted my game. I wanted to be that point guard, that, that, that guy you can say, you know, he's a point guard, but he can really shoot. That's the guy I wanted to be. And that's the player I should say that I wanted to be. And so once I kept watching film, my game just kept getting better and better as it kept going through, you know, throughout the season, I just kept getting better and better and learning from my mistakes. And I was, I was hardheaded because, I wanted to get buckets. I was, <laughs> I was seeing, I was seeing, I was seeing my points go from four, 15 points. Then it started dropping. It was like 15.3. Then I saw 15.0. Like you know, as games was going on during the season, I was like 14.9. I was like, no, <laughs> I, I was getting upset. So, so you know, I, at the end of the day, you know what he did was I had to give credit to my, to, to you know, Coach Dunn, because. What he kept telling me was, listen, Division One is hard to score double-digit points. So if you give me, he goes, you had 15 last year, right? But if you could give me, take the right shots, and if you could give me 14 points, even though it's less than your 15, that's still really good. And so it was just the way, the perspective he was giving it to me and the way he was putting it that was just making my game transition into a point guard. And it was just, I kept watching film over and over and over again because my freshman year, we only won five games. My junior year, we only won six games. So it was like, dude, I don't, I don't care about scoring anymore. I don't care about that. <laughs> I'm scoring, but it's not getting me nowhere. Right. It's not getting me all MAC. It's not getting me to the, to the semifinals in the MAC. It's not getting me nowhere but on the on the stat sheet that's all it's doing so what i kept so what i kept doing was he kept reiterating that in my head and i just kept saying to myself i gotta win when i win everyone will notice my game yep because that's what it's all about in any sport you play it's about winning whether it's about winning and putting the team first and so after my sophomore year i was just tired of losing because i come from high school where i'm a champion I was top 25 in the country. I was, I was, um, I was all city in high school. Like I made all star classics in high school, but it was like, that was from winning. I noticed it wasn't from only killing. It was from winning. So once he started reiterating that and I started learning more watching film, 
my game just started to progress. And it was like, I didn't even notice it. And then there was games where it was like, I had five points, five assists, one turnover. And then like, we won. And then I would be tight. Like after the game, I'll be tight. Cause I'm like, dang, I didn't get my 13 or 14 points. Right. That's what I needed to do on a consistent basis. Cause I was watching the NBA guys who are consistent. Those are the all-stars. You know what I mean? But my, once again, I give credit to my coach Dunn because he kept telling me, listen, you want to play at the next level. You want to be a pro. This is what it's going to take. It's going to take for you to be a point guard because when you get to the next level, you're going to have six, five, two guards, six, seven, threes, six, nine, fours, seven foot, seven foot centers. So he was like, when you get, so he was telling me little things as I was watching film. When you get by your defender, you got to jump stop. Because when you jump stop, now you have more opportunities to find your teammates. Your teammates can move. And as he was showing me that, I was just getting better and better at it. And so, like I said, transitioning and trying to do that, I just wanted to not only better my game to be a professional, because that's how I, that's how I, that's how I um, approached it. That's, that's how I approached the game. I approached it like I want to be a professional because that's my next, that's the next step. That's my next goal. My goal is not to only play in college. If if you're telling me I'm good enough to make money playing professionally, that's my goal. Right. You know what I mean? I didn't even know you could do that. But right. if you could do if I could do that <laughs> and I have the opportunity to do that and I got the skills and I got the game, I'm going to do that. That's going to be my goal. And so junior year came, I started doing better. Like my 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 turnover ratio was much better. Um it, it was going down from like 3.2 assists to like 2.6. So it was going down. And then we started winning more. I started listening and we started winning more because I was a hardhead. Freshman and sophomore year, I was a hardhead yeah. because I just wanted to shoot and get buckets. But I started listening. We I started noticing we was winning more than the games that I didn't play well. I didn't shoot well. He was like, listen, he kept coming to me. He kept telling me, listen, you had a great game because guess what? Your floor, your, you was a floor general tonight. He goes, you had everybody in their spots. He was like, you you, you set everybody up, even though, you know, I, there was games I could have had six assists, seven assists. But since guys wasn't making their shots, I only ended up with three or four. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that's what he was pointing out to me. And that's what was when my game was starting to transition. And I started to appreciate that, you know what? What I did, my effort to get my guy open and see him, that was the right basketball play. That was the professional play to make. Mm. And so once I started learning that and, and started realizing that, I started wanting to do it more and more. And the more I started doing that, my points started dropping. So it went from freshman year, 15 points. Junior year, 14 points. Um, sophomore year, 12 points. And then senior year, dropped down to like 10.4. And I was just upset. I was upset, but... When that was happening, my assist was getting better. We started winning more. And by my by the end of my junior year, um, going into my senior year, I made all MAC tournament. I, I made all MAC uh, all MAC team. Excuse me. I made all third all MAC team. Um, and then once again, the rest is history. We ended up winning the championship by me, you know, displaying point guard skills. But then again, you know. Being that shooter that I was during the championship game, um, you know, it, my, my shots became really clutch. And, you know, we ended up beating a really, really good team that now, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, the point guard ended up, you know, Scott Machado ended up, shout out to uh, Scott Machado. He ended up going to the NBA for a couple seasons. And then, um, you know, I was just very proud. You know, I was very proud of myself because every challenge that came about, you know, I took it on and, you know, I just, you know, I persevered. I fought it. I, I didn't want, I mean, when I say fought it, um, I, I jumped over the wall. I, right. didn't mean, I, I didn't mean that I fought it where, you know, it, I was doing this with it. I was, at first I was doing this. I was bumping heads with those challenges, but it was like, it was my, you know, it was my pride because I wanted to be, I wanted to be that scorer. And, you know, a lot of kids nowadays, they want to be that scorer, but they don't realize that you don't only have to score. There's a yeah. lot more to the game. You know what I mean? Like, you can you can impact the game in so many different ways than just scoring. Scoring will scoring will come. You know what I mean. And so once I did that, man, you know, I ended up I ended up winning the championship. Like I said, I ended up 
um, you know, making history for my school. Um, I ended up, uh, I ended up um, making, you know, the Hall of Fame in 2019. Um, thank God to that. And, um, you know, I, my, my, I ended up, um, you know, I ended up playing professionally for eight years um, that I'm very grateful for. I had a, I had a, I had a good career. Um, I could have had a better career, but, you know, cer certain circumstances happen. And, you know, it is what it is. I can't I can't dwell on the past. Um, I made some money. I spent a lot of money <laughs> that I could get, I could get I could get into a whole nother. You know, that's a whole nother topic. Right. Um, but, you know, I had great experiences traveling around the world um, that changed me into the person I am today as an adult that I am today off the court. Um, and, you know, it helps me. Um, it helps me give back to the youth. It helps me give back to the young players that I see nowadays. And, um, you know, when I see something, I, you know, and I, and I notice some things, you know, I try to give them my little, a little bit of my insight of the game and not only the game, but my story, you know, just so that they can know that there's different ways to, to, to grasp onto opportunities, um, that there's so many opportunities out there. And like I said, if it's not division one, it's, you know, it's at another level. And at the end of the day, you want to get an education. Absolutely. I have, um, I have one question real quick. Um, first of all, I know you touched on just, you touched on briefly. If you want to talk and delve into it, you know, I would love to, if you, if you feel like it's too personal, it. all, all respect. I, I, I saw your story, especially going into uh, St. Peter's. I know that you had a very, very difficult time going in. You already mentioned you lost your scholarship. Um, I also read an article that was posted on ESPN about your father at the same time going and being incarcerated. Um, you were you were 18 years old. You were a very young man at the time. I, I I'm first of all just the fact that you can get through that and continue. God bless you, bro. Because honestly, 18 years old, I'm I'm double. I'm more than double that right now. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> you know. So that just speaks to you as a man, just a young man, but just a person. Your character, you're so strong, and I'm happy to have you here. Can you tell me just a little bit about that time in terms of? What mental fortitude you had, because easily that could have crushed anybody, young adult, old man, what have you. What did you have in your mind to say, yo, all this is crumbling, my world's falling apart? That was a quote that I read. My world is falling apart, my world is going down. What got you through to say, I'm still gonna be successful despite everything around me crumbling? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I appreciate your comments. Um thank you. So 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 for so for me, man, when when that happened, um so, so according to my ESPN story, the, the, the moral of that story was to get my, my childhood story out Okay. Uh, about, about, you know, not only, not only abuse, but about, not only, um, about abuse, but, um, being molested. And, um, right. that was, that was my major goal for that story. And, um, and, and the reason why I mentioned that is because, you know, at 18, that was, that was a tough challenge for me. And, and it was a, a crazy uh, obstacle to come about in my life, man. And, uh, and, um, I, I w w with that coming in, you know, I, 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 that was the same year I lost my scholarship. Um, my dad ended up getting incarcerated. My, my baby sister was just born. And, um, so I, I was, man, it was a really, really, really rough. That was a really rough year for me. I, 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 I look back and I, and, and, you know, I look back today and I say, you know, before I get into it, I, I look back today and I say to myself, wow, like, I feel good about myself. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I, I feel good because, like you said, like anyone else, like they could have just crumbled. You know what I mean? Like they could have just crumbled and they could have just gave up. And um, and and the the reason why I didn't is because once again, I go back to my ESPN story uh, of when I was a child. And if I was able to deal with that mm -hmm. and grow up and still fight no matter what came about, if I was able to deal with that. And still use it as motivation and use it and say to myself, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. It wasn't only me. It was it, it, God pulled me through the entire time, man. Growing up, God sure. pulled me through the entire time, man. Without God, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here today. And, um, and so that, 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 that moment, it was just like, yo, if I went through that as a child, man, this is, this is nothing, mm. you know, mm. Nothing as an 18 year old. And, and that's the mentality I went in with it. And I looked at it like, you know, I, you know, I cried, you know, when, when the moment I, the moment I, it wasn't, 
it wasn't only the moment I heard my, my my dad was incarcerated. It was the moment I heard that I was losing my scholarship. Yeah, right. That hurt me even more because it's like I worked so hard from mm -hmm. being being from going from a child to going through that as a child. I worked so hard to get my scholarship, and it's like I can't give up now. That's mm -hmm. what I said to myself every day. I can't give up now. If I give up now, what happened to me as a child? I'm letting that win. I'm, mm. I'm letting that that moment win, and I'm not and I'm not overcoming this moment because I'm letting that moment win. And if I let if I if I let this moment win, then I'm letting that moment win. I can't do that because if mm. I defeat that moment, my entire life. If I defeated that moment and I and I and I persevere through that obstacle, then guess what? This is a breeze. All it takes is for me to dedicate my life, dedicate my mentality, and dedicate everything to basketball, to me getting my scholarship. And for me to handle everything, the, my personal issues around me. And I said to myself, the number one goal, the number one goal is not only to draw myself closer to God, but the number one goal is to get my scholarship back. And if I fall through that, I'm going to fight through this. Mm. And so, you know, I had my, I also had my support, you know, a few people on my side, my family that supported me. And, you know, that kept telling me, you know, do, do you know, they, they gave me their ideas, you know, because, you know, as a kid, you know, you need, you need your, you need the elderly in your family to give you some support, to give you some guidance. And, um, and, and at the end of the day, you know, as an 18 year old, you can either choose to listen to these people. You could choose not to listen to these people. And you could, you could, you could, excuse me, you could choose to listen to these people or you could choose not to listen to these people. Mm -hmm. And there's the number three. And the third option is you could listen to choose. You could, you could choose to listen to these people. And then at the same time, still handle it your way. And that's mm. what I did. And that's what I did. I, I, I listened to a few people in my family. And at the same time, I handled it my way. And my way was my work ethic. Using my work ethic on a daily basis where, like I said, every day I just wanted more and more for myself because of what I've been through in, you know, in my childhood. And I said, I, I'm never going to give up. If I never gave up then, and, and I, if I never gave up then, and I had times, and I had times where I could have gave up. There was moments in my room by myself, I'm crying asleep. You know what I'm saying? If I, if I went through that and I overcame that and I ended up going to one of the greatest high schools in the nation and I ended up getting a scholarship, I can do this again. I can do this again. I can't give up. And so that was my mentality and I used it as my motivation and I stayed in prayer, like I said, every day. And, um, and I told myself, ain't nothing going to stop me. And, and, and that's what I did. And nothing stopped me. And I got my scholarship back. I, I, I looked back. Every day I look back at, at, at my story when I was a kid and I say, you know what? I ain't going through it. I ain't going to let that, I ain't going to let it defeat me. And that's, you know, and, and that's what I did. And I ended up overcoming it. And once again, my favorite line, the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Nick, man, I know we could, and we didn't even touch on Puerto Rico. I know, I know how significant a role that played in, in your career, but, um, but man, I, I want to get you back to your family. I know you you in family right now, like working with them and whatnot. So I, I'll leave you. I'll, go ahead. I'm I'm sorry. I, I I got another Zoom call because yeah. because my uh, my actually my college team with the whole team is getting inducted to the Hall of Fame now. Oh, that's so dope. Setting a, yeah. So that's dope. they ended up setting a Zoom call for four thirty. But like I, they they texting me and calling me right now, and I'm just like, yo, like I'm so I'm so into this one. I'm like, yo, leave me alone. <laughs> nah, but we we got to get you back so, into that. We got to get you into that one. But let yeah, me. So, I, I, I want to leave you with one, just one quick, lighthearted comment or qu question. Okay. You played. You mentioned you played with Lance Stevenson in high school. Was he blowing in people's ears back then? Nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> he was doing he was doing other I, I'm, I, he was doing other things to okay. get in people's heads. All right, <laughs> he was doing other things to get in people's heads, but I ain't gonna go there. I ain't gonna. Nah, nah. We'll wait. You know, we all did that as as kids. We all did that. You know what I mean? We all, you know, whether it was talk trash or whether it was, you know, poke. You know, when you when a shoot up shoots, they poke somebody in the stomach. Yeah. you know, right. stuff like that. You know, nothing crazy, nothing crazy, but. You know, we always did that because we did that in the neighborhood. We grew up doing that. Right, getting right. in people's head, you know, getting in people's heads, that's how you defeat your, your competition when you get in their heads. And so he took that, you know, he gets that from the neighborhood, but 
you know, he's a hell of a player. I, I wish yep. I wish he would be in the NBA, you know, still to this day. I hope he get I hope he gets another opportunity because he deserves it. Yes. And um he's a he's a, he he could be a huge asset to another team. And um, you know, it was a great opportunity to play with him in high school. And um, you know, it, he was a great teammate, a fun teammate. He definitely has a personality. Yeah. That blowing <laughs> ears shows his personality. So right. but a great person off the field and he's a great person you know on, on i mean off the field off the court and he's a great person on the court he's a great competitor and Dope. um i was a I, i'm fortunate to play not only with him but with bashy as well definitely yo my brother thank you man um nah, it, it's been a pleasure so kid thank you very much nick man we took a lot of motivation from you i know a lot of people gonna benefit from this couple minutes talk man god bless you brother man that's my goal man i hope so thank, right, thank you be good man. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.